Today on my show, I am joined by Dr. Hormoz Shariad, and he is the Billy Graham of Iran. Millions of people are coming to Christ through his ministry. We're going to be talking about artificial intelligence. He was an artificial intelligence engineer before he started his ministry to Iran. We're going to be talking about Israel and Iran and the conflict there. You're going to want to watch this interview. It's fascinating. Dr. Hormoz Shariat coming up. You know, when the war broke out in Israel, the, the world changed. The, the world has changed forever. And it's never going to go back to being the same. And we know that based on Bible prophecy. But people are fearful. Uh, I, people who don't know the Lord were praying and hoping that many people come to Christ just through the shaking that's happening in the world. But even Christians are very, very fearful. And one of the things that we hear here at endtimes.com that blesses us is we hear people say, well, you know, I used to be fearful and anxious, but when I started watching you and listening to you and Dr. Mark Hitchcock and started reading your materials and things like that, I feel peace. I don't have anxiety anymore, I feel peace. And that's when you hear end time teaching properly, it should give you a tremendous amount of peace. Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your head, your redemption draws near. We want to get this message out further than we ever have before. The war in Israel, the end time events, what's happening in the world right now, some people are saying World War III could break out. The major players in the world, the United States, Russia, China, everyone, everyone right now is choosing sides and we are on the brink of an all-out war. Now we know what prophecy says is going to happen and there are wars coming up, but there's also the rapture of the church, the blessed assurance that we have that Jesus is going to return. And this is what gives people peace in the midst of the circumstances that we're in right now. I've had people ask me, you know, Jimmy, you know, beyond becoming a subscriber to endtimes.com, you know, how can I help financially with the ministry? And I want to tell you how you can help. You can go to give.endtimes.com. You can give a gift of any amount. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. And you can make your gift recurring. And your gift will help us grow this ministry. One thing specifically, we need to hire uh, contributors to the show. We want to have more teaching on the show. We want to have a technology correspondent. We really need an Israeli correspondent. We have all different kinds of things that are the vision for the future of this ministry. And the more financial support we get, the more we can make those things happen. But the war in Israel and the things that are happening in the world right now have just shown us the critical need for this ministry to reach more and more people. Would you help us? Go to give endtimes.com and give a gift of any amount. It'll be a tremendous blessing to see your gift come in. If you need more information, you can go to support at endtimes.com. Just write that email address there. If you have a question or you need more information, they'll be happy to help you there. Thank you for watching this and thank you for considering giving to this ministry. I've dedicated the rest of my life to getting the message out, first of all, the gospel, so people will know Jesus, and also to get the message out of Bible prophecy, helping people to understand God told us everything that was going to happen in advance. People need that. They're worried. They're fearful. They're anxious. Jesus says that in the end times, men's hearts will fail them from fear. And we're seeing that. People are becoming so anxious that it's affecting their health. In some cases, they're losing their lives. And so we want to get information out. Uh, Dr. Mark Hitchcock and I have just written a book it's called What's Next? Israel Gaza War. We wrote this book in one week so that we can get this into people's hands. It talks about Israel's past. 
and why they have a divine and historic right to the land of Israel. It talks about what's happening right now, the details of the of the war that's going on between them and Hamas, and you know possibly expanding into other fronts. It also talks about the prophetic future of Israel. What does the future look like? Let me just say, people are saying this might be World War III, uh, what's going on right now, the beginning of World War III. Well, I don't believe that. Uh, I don't believe that because of Bible prophecy. I believe that what we're seeing happening right now in Israel is going to result in the Antichrist stepping into the world scene at some point, I don't know exactly when, and he's going to make a covenant with Israel for seven years. The rapture will take place around that period of time. And we'll be in heaven for seven years with Jesus, and the world will go through seven years of tribulation. Israel will go through seven years of tribulation, and then there'll be the second coming. So the, the Bible tells us what's happening in advance. We don't have to be fearful. We don't have to be like people who don't know Jesus and don't know Bible prophecy. But we want to reach you. We want to continue reaching you. I hope this ministry has been a blessing to you. But we want to reach a lot more people and we want to grow this ministry to get this message out. Would you consider helping us at this time? Go to give.endtimes.com and give as generously as you possibly can. God bless you. It's my great honor today to have joining me on the show, Dr. Hormoz Shariot, called the Billy Graham of Iran by best-selling author Joel Rosenberg. Dr. Shariot is the founder of Iran Alive Ministries, which utilizes satellite TV to broadcast Christian program to a potential audience of over 130 million people in Iran and the Middle East. In his book, Iran's Great Awakening, he shares his spiritual journey out of Islam to Christianity, biblical prophecies about Iran, and strategies to bring hope to Iranians who feel oppressed and hopeless. Dr. Shariot, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate the opportunity to share. You have such a fascinating story. And I've got your book here, Iran's Great Awakening. And I want everyone to get this book because it's, it just tells a riveting story. And you're gonna be sharing some of that, but you were, you were born Muslim, right, in Iran. That's right, I was born in Iran. I was uh, Muslim. I was pretty devout in my early years, but I had my spiritual journey later in life. And your brother was killed, uh, he was murdered, and that, that had a big impact on you, didn't it? That's right, that was after I came to Christ. You know, I was born as a Muslim, I was devout, but when I got to be a teenager, I said, hey, that doesn't make sense, just memorizing these prayers and repeating them several times a day. What does it do for my life? What, what does it add to my life? So just be a good person. Don't repeat these prayers. So that's uh, when I focused on science. I wanted to be a scientist. My dream was come to the United States, get a PhD, be a research scientist, and I work hard towards it. So during the Iranian revolution, that's uh, 1979, I was a young student. Like many others, I was on the street of Iran and shouting, death to America, death to Shah. But I want to assure you, I've changed my mind since then. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yes, I, I think God bless America today, and I really mean it. This is a blessed nation. It has blessed many other nations uh, in the history. So uh, I came to U.S., and I said, uh, well, uh, I, maybe I should go back to God uh, and serve God. But who is God? Oh, yeah. It must be in Islam because look what Islam did. It defeated superpower USA yeah. and 
defeated Shah. So God must be in Islam. I want to be a devout Muslim. I haven't been the last few years. But when I make such a big decision, it has to be based on facts. So let me read Quran one more time, objectively, even though I knew a lot about Islam and Quran. But this time I was looking at it as somebody who is just doing a research. And as I finished Quran, studying it, I realized this doesn't make sense. It's full of violence, number one. Number two, where is God? There is no relationship with God. I must fear God, but where is He? And how does it apply to my daily life? My daily life is empty. I have problem with my wife. I have problem with myself. How does that relate? So I finished Quran, I said, okay, either there is no God or if God, there is God, it doesn't relate to your daily life. But you know, uh, based, you know, uh, because of my um, intellectual pride, let me put it, let me be frank. I was proud, okay? <laughs> because of my intellectual proud, uh, I said, I'm gonna read Bible. Uh, because if other people in the future ask me, what do you think about God? I would say, well, either God doesn't exist or if he does exist, he's distant. He has no connection with our daily life. And they would ask, how did you come to that conclusion? And I would say, I read Quran. And they would say, and then? He said, oh, I read Quran. So what kind of researcher are you? Just reading one book and making a decision uh, on such an important subject. So again, out of my intellectual pride, I said, I'm gonna get a Bible, read it so I can tell others, yes, I've read Old Testament, I've read the New Testament, and I have read Quran. Have you? So I, I would be have the upper hand. I got the Bible. I didn't expect to find anything new because Islam teaches that um, that Quran is the last book, is the most complete book, yeah. and I, I I just didn't expect to find anything new. So I said I'm going to read the whole Bible in three days. Just skim through. There, there's nothing new. I knew about it. I know about it. And I I didn't have a course. It was a summer. And I said, I was spending 16 hours a day just reading and wow. studying and searching God. So I said, I'm going to read the whole Bible in three days. I uh, read Genesis right away and it sounded, it looked uh, similar to Quran. I said, I'm going to read a New Testament. I jumped to Matthew and uh, Brother Evans, as I was reading Matthew, I realized, oh my gosh, who is this Jesus? He is not the one that Quran teaches, Islam teaches. He says things that are beautiful. It's not in Quran. So I wanted to read the whole thing, the whole Bible in three days. I should tell you, three months later, I was struggling with every verse in Matthew 5, Matthew 6. <laughs> I, who, who is this? These are beautiful. Uh, you know, when I was reading the Sermon on the Mount, it was beautiful. It was, it's not in Quran. But then as an engineer, I was not looking for something beautiful. I was looking for something practical that can yeah. impact my life. Yeah. So, so I was reading Sermon on the Mount, I got mad. <laughs> I said, this is a beautiful word, but they're, they're, Iranian poetry is beautiful too, but it doesn't do anything for me. So one night I threw the uh, Bible under my bed, said, I'm done. It's not a practical book. It just has nice words in it. But next morning I got up and something in me was saying, which is Holy Spirit, 
you have to get to the bottom of this. So I went under my bed, find, find the Bible. I said, I, I got to find this. So after a few months of study, I realized that these two books are not the same. They both faith are not the same. Again, as an intellectual and many people who are watching, may, you may think that this way. Oh, all the religions are the same. Why do they fight? If you really study them, you know that they're basically the same. That's what I used to think. But when I study Bible and Quran, I realized both are not the same. Right. So after a few months of struggle, I, somebody invited me to church. I went to the church of the Open Door downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, at that time, I was a PhD student at the University of Southern California. So I went there, heard the simple message of the gospel. Simple. Even a child can understand. And I responded, I said, if it's, this is simp that simple, what was the simple message uh, somebody shared with me? I had all these questions. And he said, one of the elders of the church, he said, do you believe God loves you? I said, well, if he made me, he probably likes me. Because when I do a project <laughs> at school, uh, when I do a project, I kind of get attached to that project. Okay, uh, do you know that you cannot uh, reach God? He said, well, I read in the Sermon on the Mount, the standard is so high, neither you nor I can reach that standard. I cannot control my mind. Can you? He says, if you are angry with somebody, you have sinned. If you look at with lost at somebody, you have sinned. So can you do that? He said, no. He said, so we're all sinners. He said, you're right. None of us can reach God on our own. You are right. So, wow. Okay. And so God loves you. You cannot reach him. He said, number three, because he loves you, do you believe that he reached out to you because you cannot reach him? You know, that, that makes sense to me because if I love somebody, if you love somebody and they cannot do something for themselves, of course you will do it. If you can do it, you will do it. That's yeah. what love is. I said, that makes sense. If I cannot reach God, that God would reach out to me because he's, he loves me. He said, well, that's what he did through Jesus Christ. The moment he said that sentence, I was saved that's internally. That's A light came and the Holy Spirit came. Everything was clear. Then he said, do you want to pray to receive Christ? I said, I already did. It's in my heart. He said, no, you got to pray. I said, no, I don't need to pray. I believe it's in my heart. Anyway, he made me pray. But, which is good because you believe in your yeah. heart and yeah. you confess with your mouth. So that simple prayer transformed my life. And I saw a change internally. I was searching for a peace, a joy. And my relationship with my wife changed dramatically. We were at the verge of divorce. We had, we had determined the date we are gonna separate. Wow. This is exact date. She came to Christ also, and we canceled the divorce. So wow. I saw the power of the gospel power of the gospel simple message of the gospel is powerful that's why paul says i'm not ashamed so it made me excited this simple message can transform lives can heal relationships can even transform nations that's one right. by one and that's when i started evangelizing that that's the start of my ministry well, you're full of Jesus. I mean, you can see that, you know, and you travel all over the world. I've traveled all over the world. And it's amazing to me, a per, when you meet a fellow believer, it's like your family immediately. You know, because the same Holy Spirit is in both of us. 
you know, the same life is in both of us. You know, we're both part of the same fa family. But, you know, it, your testimony is amazing. Now, I just want people to know before we keep talking about this. Now, you were an artificial intelligence engineer. Is that correct? Well, I got my PhD in AI uh, in the early years of AI. I, still, what I did, it, AI is not there. I did, I, uh, AI that I did was understanding images. AI still, I mean, it's at the text level. It's moving towards that. That you show it a movie that will understand the computer, the AI would understand the yeah. scheme. What who is doing what? So yeah, that was my PhD in AI, and I'm excited about what AI is doing. At the same time, I'm very alarmed at what the future of AI. Well, I, I made the statement earlier earlier this year because 2023 is the year of AI. This is where you know commercial application of AI came out. And I made the statement earlier in the year that I believe that AI is announcing the presence of the Antichrist. And I say that because 2 Thessalonians 2 says he comes with all unrighteous deception. It's a supernatural level of deception. And, you know, a lot of the AI engineers, their greatest concern about AI is its ability to mass disinformation, you know, spread mass disinformation. And so what do you think about that? Exactly right. You know, with social media comes, it's a tool. You have used it to connect with your friends and family members, and the enemy is using it to influence the culture in a negative way, to deceive people, to, uh, to, to, to lie, to promote their own candidate, even, even yeah. politically, yeah. to tear down the people they don't agree with. I mean, it can be used for good and bad, and the same as AI, but multiple times more powerful. Yeah. AI, you could be uh, reading the news, you think you're reading the news, yeah. but that piece of news is tailored for you That's right. personally. That's right. <laughs> knowing your background, knowing your thinking, they will tailor a video just for you, a, a piece of news just for you. For to deceive you, so right. and it's very hard to to realize that. Yeah. So AI is going in forward. It's going to improve our lives, yes. But the enemy will also use it. The enemy is Satan. Use it to uh, put uh, people in bondage, to control people, to influence people in the wrong way. Also, right. well, I was in. I want to talk about Iran because Iran is right in the middle of all the news right now of what's happening in Israel. You, I, I'm can't wait to hear your perspective on all these things. I had a friend of mine who worked for Texas Instruments uh, while the Shah was in power, the Shah of Iran. And he, he, he lived in Iran for several years, loved Iran. And he just said the Iranian people were just wonderful people. Uh, the, the government now, you know, of course, he, he had to get out when the, you know, the Shah was deposed. But there, there is a great difference between the government of Iran and the people of Iran. Is that correct? Exactly. That's one um, main truth that people in the West need to understand. Um, the government of Iran totally separate from the people of Iran. The, uh, it's like day and night. I mean, here, um, uh, Iranian government says, uh, we're going to wipe Israel off the map. Death to Israel. Death to Israel. You don't hear that from the people of Iran. Yeah. People of Iran have been uh, supporting America, have been supporting Israel, and growing in, in uh, growing numbers. Even recently, you have seen rallies uh, outside Iran by Iranians who are supporting Israel. And 
people inside Iran, they love America. I mean, this is surprising. Yeah. Iranians love Americans. Yeah. They always have. Uh, America is an ideal society for Iranians. They look up to America. If they, if they were free, they would vote for a, a democracy American yes. style. Yes. They love American culture, music, movies. But there is one question they have. Why doesn't the government of U.S. support us? Yeah. Why doesn't the administration, even Obama or Biden, support us? It's supporting our government. And you know what they come to conclusion? It's, oh, yeah, okay, we understand because the government in Iran and the people are separate. So maybe it's the same in the U.S. Maybe the government is doing it their own, but the people of America loves us. And that's what they think. Wow. Well, the, the people are getting saved. The, the evangelical population of Iran is growing faster than any nation on earth. Is that true? Oh, that's true. And it's uh, not my word. There has been independent research that has shown Iran has the fastest growing evangelical population in the world with 19.6% growth per day, wow. uh, per, per year. And then yeah. uh, every year. And then uh, the number two is Afghanistan and number 10 is Tajikistan. All Farsi speaking and all are covered by our ministry. As you may know, we have a 24-7 satellite broadcast uh, in Farsi, which these countries understand. And we go through satellite signal we go over the heads of the mullahs into people's homes, into people's living room, and look at their eyes and we tell them, God loves you. Wow. God is love. And the love message is so attractive to people of Iran. That's why we see such a, a, a high rate of growth in Christianity. And we have had so many come to Christ. We hear even now, people are calling, telling us, uh, just, just last week, this man called, he said, insisted to talk to me. He, we, I was in a Zoom, open Zoom for people who come to meet the pastor to talk to me. And he was saying, I need to talk to the pastor. There were many, many others in line. But he was saying, I need to talk, I need to talk. So because he was so insistent, they brought him up, up to talk to me. He said, I insisted to talk to you you know, my expectation was, oh, Pastor Moss, I'm miserable. I have a miserable life. Pray for me. That's what I expected. But he said, I insisted to talk to you to encourage you. Wow. I want you to know there are millions of Iranian Muslim background Christians in Iran. I know that. And many, many of them have come to Christ through your ministry over the last 20 years that you have been broadcasting. And he said, my family life has changed um, and I have brought many, many to Christ. And he said something that's funny and it shows how Iran is changing. He said, in the past few years back, I witnessed to my friends about Jesus and they rejected. They said, we don't want it. That's like 10 years ago, I did that. I, uh, my, my friends said, we don't, we don't want that. You're an infidel. And he said, you know what? Last week they called me and they told me, I'm sorry, we made a mistake. I wish we had listened to you 10 years ago and had come to Christ. Now, what do, I, what do we need to do now? How, how do we become a Christian? And he said, I led, them, I, I, I led them to the Lord. There is a move of God in Iran. There is wow. history in the making in wow. Iran. Iran will be the first Islamic nation that turns to Christ. Mark my word, wow. actually. Please don't mark, don't mark my word. <laughs> Mark, mark the Bible, mark your Bible verse, Jeremiah 49, 38. 
Jeremiah 49, 38, the Lord says, I will set my throne in Elam. What does that mean? I can explain that, and I have explained it in my, in my book, but in brief is this. Iran will be a Christian nation impacting not just the Middle East, but the whole world. That's what uh, setting his throne in Iran means. He's a, he is a God that loves the world. So Iran will impact the world positively. Right now, Iran is impacting the world negatively. Yeah. It's going to change. Well, uh, I, I'm in agreement with you that Iran is going to become a Christian nation. You know, they would have overthrown their government years ago if we would have supported them. You know, the Iranian people, they, they've had up, uprisings many times. But this is a different kind of an uprising. This is a spiritual awakening of that nation. And no leader on earth can suppress Jesus Christ. And, you know, the thing I love about your testimony, now you're seeing a lot of miracles happening in Iran. Talk about some of the miracles you're seeing. Oh, do you have a few days for me to share? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, so many, all kinds of miracles from Jesus appearing to people, from uh, uh, healing, um, setting healing physically, mir miracles of healing, of, of hearts, of, of bodies, of relationships, and freedom, freedom from all kinds of addictions. Uh, did you know Iran is on top of the list of one of the highest rate of addiction in the world. Wow. And did you know the number one miracle that Jesus does in Iran is setting the drug addicts free instantly wow. overnight. Wow. That's a num we, we hear that more than any other miracle. There are so many other miracles. Uh, maybe I should uh, share a story with you. Can yeah. I do that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this kind of sums up uh, many miracles that we hear even daily even daily, just uh, a couple of days this Sunday, a lady called, uh, she was in Iran, but had traveled to see her family in US. So she called and we, we talked and she was saying, you know, I was going blind. I was going blind. And uh, you, I, one night you prayed for people with eye problem and I put my hands on my eyes and I pray. Next morning I went to my doctor, he said, you're not blind anymore. I mean, things have to reverse wow. and you are, you are healed. Wow. And he said, then my son went to coma a few months later. And then he prayed. Then, then he, he got up and he says, I want to go to work. I mean, the same day from coma, getting up and saying, oh, tomorrow I'm going to go back to work. <laughs> so miracles are happening. But the story I want to tell you is, is this. Um, uh, it was one of our live broadcasts. You know, people contact us. And this man uh, called and t talked. This is uh, uh, this is on uh, on the air. So he, he said, Pastor, almost three months ago, um, let, uh, let me let me imitate him. Okay, I, I should do that. <laughs> he was kind of no emotions, monotone voice. Yeah. Okay, uh, he was reporting, but there was no emotion. Yeah. So this is what he said, Pastor Hormoz, Three months ago, I had liver problem. I called you and you prayed for my liver and my liver was healed. Next day, I went to doctor. My doctor said, you don't need an operation. You don't even need medicine. You're healed. Your liver is completely healed. So he says it that way. You know, on my side, I'm excited. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus heals. Jesus heals. Then he continued. Then I had a friend who had cancer, 
So I went and prayed for his cancer, and his cancer was healed. <laughs> oh, hallelujah, on my side. I mean, no emotions on his side. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus heals cancers, praise the Lord. Then I had a friend, a family member. She had tumor in her brain. I put my hand on her head and prayed for her tumor, and the tumor was gone. Oh, Jesus heals tumors. I mean, a few minutes of him giving testimonies, no emotions, monotone, and on my side, excited. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus heals. And then he got frustrated after a few minutes, and he said, Pastor Hormoz, why are you excited? Have you read, <laughs> have you read your Bible? I mean, he was admonishing me that it's in the Bible. <laughs> you, it's a normal. Why are you getting so excited? You should expect that. That's, That's a normal right. thing for That's Christians. Right. So this uh, happens so much that Jesus heals, that somebody says, I saw a dream. I saw Jesus or Jesus healed me. Not many people get surprised in Iran anymore. Oh, that's what Jesus does. Okay. That's yeah, so it's, it's becoming normal. <laughs> that, that is so wonderful. And I want to talk about Israel and Iran, but before I do that, now, Iran Alive Ministries is your ministry, and I want you to tell people how can they contact you? How can they find out more about your ministry? Well, I go to iranalive.org, iranalive, one word, .org, click on connect, let me in touch. You will get you you will get information. You will get testimonies, and you will be updated. Amazing things God is doing in Iran and through Iran, positive, not just negative. But you will have the inside story of what's happening in Iran and the Middle East. Connect with us. Sign up. You will get the newsletter, or if you want, you get an email uh, updates. But uh, you can also do this. You can text a word to a number. You know, you text to somebody. Instead of the name of the person, put this number, 85789. Instead of the person's phone number, put 85789. And then text the word IRAN, I-R-A-N. If you do that, you will get a set of links, a link to our website, a link to some testimonies, the link to sign up, and if the Lord leads you, a, a link to donation and supporting the ministry. So let's be in touch. That's number one. Be in touch, be informed, and I promise you, you will hear many testimonies that will encourage you in your faith. I, I love your ministry. You're reaching a ton of people in the Middle East, all over the world, really, but, but in this critical area of the world that all of the world's attention is on right now is that you guys are ministering to people in such a dramatic way. I want to talk about Israel for just a minute, because I know you love Israel, you love the Jewish people. Uh, I had a friend that spent five weeks in Iran, about, it was probably four or five years ago, and he, he loved the Iranian people. And there were Jewish people there, a lot of Jewish people in Iran that surprised him. Uh, and the, the Iranian people that he was there with, they said, oh, we take care of our Jews. He said, these people are special. We take care of they, they just loved him. But the government of Iran is vowed to the destruction of Israel. Uh, they believe that Allah has called them to destroy Israel. Is that, is that true? That's true. And that hatred towards uh, Israel is an imported hatred. It came with Islam. Uh, you see in the Bible, there is no hatred towards uh, Jews in, in the Bible from no. Iranians. You see in the Bible that Cyrus, the king, helped the Jews. They sure set did. them free. They went back and even they helped them 
given money to build their temple. You know that? Uh, Cyrus helped the Jews. And by the way, the remnant of the temple, the, the wall that's uh, st still in Jerusalem right now, is paid by Iranians. <laughs> <laughs> the Iran paid for that wall and the whole the whole temple and the wall. So uh, uh, Iran, uh, Iranian government hates Islam, hates the hates uh, Israel, but it's because of Islam. Iranian people never hated. Israel. Oh. And, you know, the look a book of uh, Esther, they came too close to the Holocaust in Iran. It didn't happen, but it came close. But did you know Haman was not Iranian? He was Amalekite. Yes. He was the enemy yep. of the Jews. So Iranians always have loved Israel. And so this is what I say. Let me summarize it this way. The past of Iran and Israel is tied together the future of Iran and Israel are tied together. And this is according to Bible. This is not a speculation. Bible says past and future Iran and Israel will be close. Now, what is happening right now is the Iranian government is anti-Israel. The Iranian people are pro-Israel. So there are two movements in Iran. A movement by the government saying, we want to wipe Israel off the map. The Iranian government is moving towards the fulfillment of Ezekiel 38. Those who are familiar, that's when um, Iran, Persia, Russia, Turkey, and many other countries unite to attack Israel. So the Iranian government developing nuclear bomb is thinking we gotta do this. At the same time, it's amazing, two sets of prophecies, but being fulfilled at the same time. Now, the other side, Jeremiah 49, verses 34 and on, is being fulfilled by the people of Iran. Ezekiel 38, by the government of Iran, Jeremiah 49, wow. by the people of Iran. Wow. Uh, and it says that he will set his throne in Iran. So at the same time that the government wants to, to wipe Israel off the map, at the same time, people of Iran are coming to know their savior and making him the king of their lives. That's and it's wonderful. growing. That's wonderful. The, uh, the Iranian government has been enriching uranium. And of course you're, you know, an engineer. Uh, they have been enriching uranium for years, for many years. And there, there is the question of there, I think they're at 80% right now. Uh, and I think 90% is weapons grade. And really no one knows. I don't know, even, even Israel, I don't even know if they know exactly where Iran is. But there was a report out several weeks ago that said they could be several weeks away from getting enough material. And they have the missile to, to fire at Israel. Uh, people are speculating about a preemptive strike by Israel. Uh, when Iran gets a nuclear weapon, they will shoot it at Israel. Do you believe that? That's what they're saying. And uh, we don't know. Uh, they may already have it or they may be very close to it. But one thing is for sure, once they have it, either they will use it directly or they will use it to bully people or, or the nations around them, even right. US right. and Israel. We're gonna, they're gonna be threatening them. And I believe that once they get it and they're threatening, uh, that's, when, uh, that's when Israel and US and many other countries will feel so threatened that they will attack Iran. And that has been prophesied in Jeremiah 4, uh, 49, 34 and on, that there is an attack on Iran. Before he says, I will set my throne right. in Elam, 
the verses before that, there is an attack on Iran. So that's, I believe it's, it's not that too far that Iran will get close or has developed nuclear bomb, and that's when it will be attacked. Elam is in the southern part of Iran, is that correct? Elam is a, uh, totally inside Iran, yes. It's a southern part of Iran right now. Yeah, and it, it, is that where they have a lot of their nuclear installations, is in Elam? Exactly. Uh, that's where the uh, the nuclear installations are. Uh, that's where the missiles are. The, the missiles uh, that they have developed is at others in the southern part of Iran. Why? Because it's closer to Israel. In six wow. minutes, wow. in six minutes, those, mi those missiles in six minutes will reach Israel. Wow. Well, so uh, I want you to pray for people, if you wouldn't mind. Just been, I, I would like for you to pray for people to receive Christ, I would also like for you to pray for people to be healed. Uh, I believe that's a part, you know, big part of your ministry and what you do. The, is there anything that you would like to say before we close, say to people in general or say to any Muslim people that are watching? Yes, God is enthroned. He's ruling the world and he wants to rule your life. This is not God of Islam who is violent. He's not God of Islam who enslaves you. Jesus says, I've come to set the captives free. He does, he's not God of love, God of the Bible. He's not looking for slaves. Allah is looking for slaves. He's for sons and daughters. If you want to be a son or daughter of God, a God of love, all you need to do is ask for it. That's what fathers do. You ask your father, he will give it to you. He is a father. Just ask him. Ask him like this. Say, God, I believe you are love. I believe you love me. And I believe you sent Jesus to save me. I need you. Pray with me. Just say, I need you. I need your salvation. Then pray. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. Change my life. Change my heart. Forgive me for my sins and make me, very important, make me a son or daughter of my father, God. Make me. I want to be a son and daughter of the Lord Jesus. So I, when, you, when you pray that, if you pray that right now, something is happening in your heart. When you say, God, I give my life to you because you're my father and I want to be a son and daughter. Something miraculous is happening and has happened in your heart. And that's God. So to start thanking, say, God, thank you. Today, I received you, but you also received me. I accepted you and you have accepted me. From today, I'm your son, I'm your daughter. I will never leave you. And I'm confident that you will never leave me or forsake me. From today, I'm yours and you are mine. I live for you in Jesus' name, amen. Those who pray, you know. You know, your life is transformed from within. Contact us and we will help you. You get your Bible. We help you grow as a child of God. Grow and see what kind of father you have. Full of love, full of gifts for you. Come and know the true God. This is not religion versus religion. This is not Christianity versus Islam. This is life versus death. This is freedom versus slavery. Do you want to be free? Come to Jesus. I love it.
I know a lot of people prayed that prayer. Contact Dr. Sherriott. Give them, if you would, your web address one more time. Well, for those who want to know about our ministry um, in English, it's uh, iranalive.org. And uh, contact us if you have a friend uh, you want to witness to or somebody who has come to Christ who needs your help. But our Farsi website is Shabake 7 and those who are Farsi speaking know what I'm talking about. And you can go to our Farsi website, shabake7.com. And that's where you find all the Farsi material. You can connect. You can sign up for church, for, for classes. But if you have come to Christ, contact us. Even if you go to iranalive.org, send a message says, I'm a new believer. I just came to Christ. I need your help to grow. We will help you. I love it. The, uh, would you mind, uh, I know that we have a lot of people watching right now, even listening, and they're sick. Uh, they, have, they may have cancer. They may have, uh, you know, respiratory issues or kidney, liver, you know, all different kinds of issues that you, you guys see people get healed from. And I really believe, you know, when you were speaking earlier, I, my faith just went like this, you know. Uh, for healing. Would you mind just praying for people who may be sick right now? Amen. Those who are sick, know that Jesus heals. Jesus even raised the dead. So you're not hopeless. doesn't matter. You just a small sickness or some sickness you have had it for years. It doesn't make any difference for him. He is powerful to raise the dead so he can heal you right now. Number two, I pray, but he does. I just say it, but he is the one who does the work. So pray to him, ask him with me, and he will touch you, and he will heal you. Do you believe that? He's ready. So put your hand. Put your hand on where there is pain, there is cancer, if there is a tumor, uh, if you have problem with your heart, with your kidney, just put your hand. Put your hand on it. And Close your eyes and say with me, this is not my hand. This is the hand of Jesus on me. This is not my hand. Jesus, this is your hand touching me. Now, I ask you, Jesus, heal me. I believe in you. Heal me. Heal me with your power because of your love. Heal me. Heal me. And I believe in your name. I believe in your power. I believe in your love. So I receive your healing. Just say, I receive your healing. And say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are my not only my Savior, you're my healer. And I receive that. Amen. Amen. I know a lot of people were touched. Get, get in contact with Dr. Sherriot and his Iran Alive Ministries. Also, his book, Iran's Great Awakening, How God is Using a Muslim Convert to Spark Revival. I hope everyone will go on your website and also on Amazon. Is that correct? Get the book? Yes. Yep. It's available on Amazon. Dr. Sherriot, you are a huge blessing. I absolutely love your ministry. I want you to come back and be with me again and to, to share with our with our audience because I know this has been so inspirational and, and helpful and educational about what is happening in Iran. I think a lot of people don't understand, but with the news going on today, they don't understand how many great things are happening in the Middle East and in Iran. Amen. And thank you for the invite. I pray people were inspired, encouraged, and healed. 
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you and bless your ministry, your family, and I hope to see you soon. God bless you. Thank you for your invite. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today for the Tipping Point Show. I hope this has been a blessing to you. And again, if you do have friends uh, who are Muslim, uh, have them watch this show today. Send it to them or connect them with it somehow and connect them with endtimes.com. God bless you. We'll see you again next time. Goodbye.